The thin black leather of the motor car's roof would not deflect bullets. Carriages, buses and motor cars flew past Verity as the motor car burst onto the main thoroughfare of Cheapside. She tried to conjure the image of a limpet and put herself into that mindset. If they could bear the sea, then she could bear the wind. Bow bells whizzed past to her right, and Verity heard the ticking of its clock, the winches running its chimes, and the newly constructed photovoltaic vane, all starting up in her head as a grand mechanical symphony. The bizarre connection between her and technology had been happening more and more frequently in the last few months. At that particular moment, it was distracting, making her somewhat discombobulated. The Mark 11 lurched suddenly to the left, rounding a corner, but not without teetering to one side. Verity leaned to the right and the car slammed back onto all four wheels. The jostle disengaged the left clamp and the young woman swung wildly out into the night. Her boot connected sharply with the road. When it scraped against the ground, the girl bit down on her lip or let a sharp word or two out. She might have come from a good family, but life on the streets since the age of eight taught her enough language to make her no different than one born within the sound of the church bells they'd just passed. Verity heaved herself once more up, placed the clamp back against the car's metallic body and primed its switch again. The clamp vibrated and with a tug she confirmed the magnet had taken hold. Watch them corners! The passenger was just upset enough to hear over the rush of winter air and the hum of the Mark 11. You're driving like you'd done escape from Bedlam! Ah, put a sock in it, Floyd. I'm compensating. Car's acting like it's traipsing through mud she is. We got a job to do, so don't muck it up by having an accident. Bloody rain ain't helping to be sure, but neither's your driving. What part of putting a sock in it did you miss? The driver growled. Hearing the man in the passenger seat, Floyd White, speak, summoned her courage once more. He had been her only lead on all these months, holding any connection to the man she knew as Uncle Octavius, and Verity was damned if she was going to let White get away. What started as volunteering far too many hours working at Lady Bouquet's Hospital for War Veterans led to whatever caper she was involved with presently. The identity of the other man he had met in the White Stallion pub remained a mystery, but he carried himself like a bruiser and definitely had a decent-sized gun under his jacket. Floyd White, ne'er-do-well and confidence trickster, had not been easy to track down, but tenacity, coupled with her own unique brand of stubbornness, took her to casing London's more questionable antiquities dealers. Many nights of misleading her mates on what they believed to be casing the mark for a delightful score led to White as a connection to Uncle Octavius. That was why grabbing hold of the running board on the motor car seemed like a grand idea outside the stallion. Too much invested to let him slip out of her sights tonight. Now, as Verity's muscles began to cramp and the rain showed no signs of stopping, tonight felt more and more like a fool's errand. She had told none of the Ministry Seven where she was going or what she was up to. Right then, Oscar, pull over. You're not blimmin' driving anymore, Floyd shouted into his colleague's face. It's my hummingbird, and you don't even know where Miss Lobelia's house is. Sindostel might as well be in hell for all you know. Pushing aside her freezing hair, she tried to understand what a Lobelia had to do with all this. 
It was such an out-of-place name, and it jammed in her head because of its oddness. Sparing a glance to her right, she saw immediately that they were passing the British Museum. It was one of those places she adored, a bastion of science and knowledge her father had contributed to many times, thanks to the archaeological digs he and Uncle Octavius went on. Should have grabbed him at the museum, Floyd barked. Octavius said to nab him there to make sure he had his papers with him. Oscar let out a dismissive snort. <laughs> Too much attention at the museum. <laughs> Too much chance of not getting away with it at all. It's not like the professor has the silver pharaoh on him or anything. Now Verity wished she had brought the seven with her. Two men, even if one was armed, was not an uncommon thing for them to deal with. Emma, the second oldest girl, had once been captured by a band of thugs with plenty of evil purposes to put her to. Though they were...